Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one here, Crystal Palace versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Yes, um, it's another Thursday, Sunday football. Thankfully, nothing to do with Europa League, just to do with the fact that we had to play in the Carabao Cup on Thursday and last week Thursday, where we both managed to oversee Arsenal in both legs. Uh, well, first leg obviously 0-0, but second leg was 2-0. A comfortable 2-0 victory that saw Liverpool to Wembley. It's back to Premier League duties where uh, we had to face a Crystal Palace side who also were missing some absentees due to African Cup of Nations and also had some absentees come back due to African Cup of Nations. Um, but yeah, it was at this point of the season where Liverpool knew that they weren't going to be without Salamane or Keita for these two games. This was the last game, unless uh, one of the three players make it to the final, then I believe they might miss out on the Leicester game as well. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll get in them hypotheticals if that even happens. But for now, uh, it's just back to Premier League business as usual, where Liverpool had to make sure that they can kind of close the gap on Manchester City after their shortcomings yesterday against Crystal, Crystal against Southampton uh, yesterday night, uh, they drew 1-1, which means that the gap was reduced to just 12 points, with Liverpool's two games in hand before today, and obviously the game against Leeds, whenever that would be scheduled. Um, so, the door is slightly ajar, just slightly ajar open. Does it mean at this present moment in time, there was a title race today? No. It just meant that Liverpool had to win for there to create an opening of a title race. If Liverpool won against Crystal Palace today, and if they won against uh, Leeds, then obviously the gap would be reduced to six points. And then if they were to win at the Yetihad, it's then just three points. And then obviously, yeah, you're clearly in a title race. But it was just about Liverpool trying to be professional and maintain uh, the win... That their winning form like they had in the previous two games. Um, no Sadio Mane for this one. He has scored his last nine games or something. What was it? The last seven times or something he's played Crystal Palace. He scored in every single game. So he's he missed a great opportunity to stat pad today. But bless him. What can you do? Uh, you just got to make do with the squad that you have. So... Speaking of squad, let's get into the lineups for today. In goal, Allison, left back, Robertson, centre backs, Van Dyke, Matip, right back, Trent Alexander Arnold, your midfield three, Fabinho, Henderson, Curtis Jones, up front, Diogo Jota, Roberto Firmino, Alex Oxley, Chamberlain. So, upon first review, Joe Matip starts. Even though he said he had an injury at half time against Arsenal, which meant that maybe it was just. A precautionary thing that he heard, that he felt, because I was, I was generally, I generally thought Kanate would be starting, but um, yeah, Matip starting this game means this will be his fourth Premier League, fourth, no, just fourth game in all competitions where he's playing uh in a role, which is a rare surprise for Joel Matip, which means that. Maybe he's used to now the intensity of what his body is capable of. And also maybe we started him because after this game, there is a winter break. So 
your body's gonna get two weeks rest, maybe more, if you if you are involved in the FA Cup, which we're not quite sure whether he will be. I'm not quite sure what Klopp will do with that lineup, but we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, yeah, and the rest of the Allison coming back in after Kelleher's great performance on Thursday. He's obviously the number one keeper for Premier League games and and, and Champions League. Anyways, on nothing new, nothing new with that one there. Um, Curtis Jones keeping his place, very good to see. He he was amazing on Thursday. So, and the Fabinho Henderson role was is currently working with how we've how we've made uh, our tactical tweaks. And then obviously up front, uh, Chamberlain coming back after the niggling injury he had last week against Brentford, where he felt something. It wasn't to do with contact injury though. Thankfully, it was just like I don't know. The, a patch of grass making his ankle roll or whatever but he was fine to start in this one which means that Minamino could hold bench and it means Cade Gordon on the bench as well so the fact you had um some sort of attacking options there in Minamino and Cade Gordon is good especially when Salomani and Keita were away at AFCON so um it's great to see Chamberlain back and obviously Jota on the left wing and Firmino in the false nine position, yeah, it was a very strong lineup, and I was very happy with it. So yeah, and first let's get into the game and what we saw in the first half. So first half highlights: Liverpool setting authority straight away, a certain a certain pressure on Crystal Palace, and just pl- lovely flu- fluid, lovely fluid football from Liverpool. Um, just keeping Crystal Palace pinned in their own half. And then first key moment comes just after seven minutes. Is a corner from the left-hand side. Um, Andrew Robertson setting up to take corner. Uh, you got Liverpool players entering the box. The ball is whipped in from Andy Robertson. Van Dijk makes a darting run to the near post. Free as a bird. Nobody marking him. Nobody picking him up. He heads this ball so cleanly. Ripples the back of the net. 1-0 Liverpool, another assist for Andrew Robertson. Uh fantastic start. And very, very, very a very pleasant start. Because Liverpool, the way they started was like, wow. They were like, they were playing like they had a point to prove. And they do have a point to prove. Uh the point to prove is that the title race isn't over. Well, that's what they want to prove to the fans. Obviously, to us fans, all we can go off is um how the table looks at the moment but for Liverpool players the objective is slightly different it's not we'll treat this in any professional way and yeah that and the Palace fans were buzzing at the start of the game so then that early goal just slightly killed the buzz a little bit and that's what we needed and it's the second goal of the season for Virgil van Dijk it's good to see him score from set pieces Liverpool now have scored the most goals from corners so far this season with eight 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 goals coming directly from corners. Um, yeah, lovely to see. And then um, from then, Liverpool still grew in confidence with the ball. Just the counter-pressing, amazing. Anytime Crystal Palace were looking to start an attack, uh, Matip would push high, pinch the ball. Van Dijk push up high, pinch the ball. Uh, Fabinho cleaning up. And and for B and uh Curtis Jones making sure he's blocking passing lanes. Similar to like the Arsenal game, just to nullify any sort of attack from Crystal Palace. Um And then yeah, that Liverpool were just in free flow and then there was a cross 
from Alexander Arnold overhit a little bit, falls to Robinson. Robinson lays off Fabinho. Fabinho tries to shoot, uh, goes over. Uh, and then there was another time when, again, the ball fell to Robertson after a good build-up play of an attack, but he was caught in two minds whether to cross it or shoot. And he kind of did both just from the confusion in his head. But it was still all Liverpool at this present moment in time. And then finally, second key moment happens, 32 minutes in. A cross is whipped in. Free, free, free as a bird, um, Andrew Robertson. Rips this ball in. The ball goes over Firmino's head but falls perfectly into Chamberlain who chests it down into the ground, volleys it, half volleys it with his left foot, goes on the keeper's legs, 2-0 Liverpool is another goal for Chamberlain. Robertson to Chamberlain for the second Premier League game running, similar to last week um, where Robertson delivered a piece of a ball to uh, Ox. This time uh, they do it again and it's nice that they're now building this little connection together and maybe... It's something that we might see in the future. Um, maybe FA Cup, but we presume that Tomiskus will probably play in that one. I, I think, But yeah, we'll talk about FA Cup later anyway. But yeah, another assist for Robertson that puts him on 46 assists, 46 Premier League assists. Um, fan, absolutely amazing. And then Trent's only on like 42, 43, something like that. So yeah, he, um, Robertson passed Graham Lassau, um with thankfully with today's games, and then I can't remember who's first, but I need to ping up. I need to look at the stat statistics again for the most assists since twenty eighteen or something like that. Um, but yeah, Liverpool two 0 up, very comfortable at that at that present moment in time. I was thinking it could be like last season where we blow them away and it's another seven nil. And because this time the Palace fans were completely silent. They were like dead pin drop silence. And then you could just hear Liverpool fans singing in the way. And um, and then we were winning fouls. And then to the Palace fans, they were like, what's this referee doing? He's not, he's not doing his job properly. All that stuff. Uh, and we'll get into the referee a little bit later. Um, and then after, I don't know, after like 35 minutes, for some reason, we decided to lose concentration. And I don't know why. Or do, we do this complacent thing where because it's too easy, we allow our standards to drop just for no reason. And Matip, he gives, he gives away a dumb pass. He tries to... is he, This pass was even meant to be for Fabinho or Van Dijk. But the way he passes it, it confused both players. And then Olis... The the Crystal Palace winger, he picks up the ball. He's in a 1v1 dribble moment with Van Dijk. He tries to go past him, but he shoots and then keeper saves it. And then um, Liverpool again had the ball, then Firmino loses it. And then there was another moment um, where Alisson makes another save, but it was offside. And then there was, then there was another moment again where Olis... I can't remember. I can't remember. It must have been Liverpool losing the ball again for third time. Uh, the Olis picks up the ball. Uh, he's one on one. He tries to go around Allison, uh, but he takes the ball a bit too wide. Then Allison readjusts, and then he makes the save, and the ball goes wide for a corner. But nothing is made of the corner after that. But then yeah, and that was pretty much the first half. Just Liverpool for the first thirty, thirty-two minutes, 
all dominating to the point where Crystal Palace didn't even have a shot on target. And then Liverpool's, due, due to Liverpool's lack of concentration, um, they just allowed a bit of complacency to creep into their game and then they got their, and then Crystal Palace got their first shot on target. And I was worried because at 2-0, I was like, this is good, we dominated, but um, if we play like the back end of the first half, uh, it could be problems in the second half. And we know... Um, from winning positions between us and Manchester City, Liverpool have dropped way more points. The difference is, um, Man City have Man City went in the lead seventeen times. They won seventeen times. When Liverpool in the lead twelve times, um, have bottled it five times. So that that's the difference between being a title challenger and actually competing to win the league. Um, so yeah, second half starts now. And then it was almost as if we had a space jam effect where Liverpool just lost their powers of dominance or whatever we said in the changing room just had the complete opposite effect. Uh, I remember a Crystal Palace player whipping the ball in. Gallagher was open and free, but he missed the ball completely. If you if had a connection on it, that arguably would have been the 2-1 moment. Um... And then a minute later, the same thing happens. Another Liverpool just not being able to control the game that they did in the first half. Crystal Palace showing a bit more intent, changing the formation to four four two this time as opposed to four two three one. And then yeah, Liverpool having to deal with two strikers it somehow confused us in terms of responsibility on the ball. Yeah, because I remember Palace whipped another ball in, and then it was a little bit of pinball between players. Liverpool defenders and the Crystal Palace players. The ball falls to Jeffrey Schlopp, who tries to backheel it, and then Allison makes his lovely save and holds on to the ball. Um, and then in the 49th minute, Liverpool finally had their first chance. Um, Oxalade crosses the ball to Henderson. Henderson turns and shoots on his left foot. Ball goes just wide. Um, and this was all in the first five minutes of the second half. And then... Um, I'd say 58 minutes, Liverpool, from the goal kick Crystal Palace had, uh, Matip tries to head the ball away, but it's not really a header with conviction, it's just a header to get the ball away from the 1v1 duel he was having with the striker. So then Palace pick up the ball in midfield, and then Matip decides to commit forward and leave a gap open, which leaves Van Dijk in a 2v1 isolation. And it was a stupid moment from Matip why he vacated when Crystal Palace were um, coming forward with the ball. All he had to do was follow the runner of the attacker that that was running down his channel. And then it would have remained a 2v2 moment and then, then allow a midfielder to try and close the gap. And then if you have to vacate, then vacate. But the problem is, Van, um, the problem is Joe Matip vacated too early. And then it left Matip in a t- um, left uh, Van Dijk in a two v one situation, and then an easy through ball was played behind uh, a, a through ball was played, uh, and then the, the which strikers it might have been Schlop. Schlop makes the run behind Van Dijk. He picks up the ball, and then it's a two v one between Crystal Palace players and Allison, and then all he has to do is square it to the other striker. And then there's an easy tapping and it's 2-1. And I was just thinking, oh my God. Liverpool, don't do this to me again. Don't throw away a lead again. Especially when Manchester City 
potentially have given you an opening to do something here. Um, and then, yeah, 60 minutes, we make a sub. Chamberlain comes off. Minamino comes on. And, yeah, understandable. Uh, Chamberlain, who just came back from injury, um, playing one hour and then Minamino... Minamino coming in to replace him um, to try and replicate that kind of energetic performance that Chamberlain produced in the first hour. Um, but unfortunately, Minamino couldn't really get into the game. And then, but there, from about the 60th minute to about 84, it was mainly Crystal Palace on the ball, but they weren't really creating any key chances. It was just about... Liverpool digging deep and being smart with it. But then when Liverpool had the ball, they weren't really doing anything with it either. So the game was kind of in a stalemate a little bit for the remainder of 20 minutes. And it was just Liverpool being a bit precarious as opposed to having sufficient game management to see the game out. So nothing like the Arsenal game in the second half where we just sucked life at the game. It was kind of just the momentum of Crystal Palace players believing that they could eventually get the second goal. Um... And then 84th minute, I'd say, 84th minute, Olis plays a ball. No, a ball is played into Olis, but it's bouncing. Um, and he notices Alisson is a little bit off his line. He tries to lob the ball over Alisson. Alisson has to readjust and make a fine save. And then he runs into the post as well. So Alisson's having to make all these saves to keep Liverpool from potentially just bottling it completely. Um it's absolutely outrageous that we even found ourselves in our situation. And then, um, yeah, we deal with the corner. And then Trent Alexander-Arnold, my gosh. If you watch American football and you know about Tom Brady, you know how Tom Brady can just find a man? This was Trent Alexander-Arnold. Similar to the Arsenal goal for the second, for the second Jota goal, he just plays a ping. This ping was like... A Hail Mary type ball where it just floats in the air. Lands perfectly for Jota. But then Jota's dilly-dallying with the ball. He half controls it. The ball still bounces in the air. Then it comes back down. And then that's when I wanted him to shoot on his left foot. But then he tries to control it with his left foot. And then he tries to control it with his right foot. And then the keeper comes out a goal. And then he tries to do something with the ball. I don't know whether he tries to go around the keeper or tries to shoot. But he made a mess of it. And then he, when he realised he made a mess of it, and the keeper's really closing him down. He runs into the keeper and then um, he's complaining about a penalty. And then upon uh, first replay, I was like, nah, this is not a penalty. Jota just miscontrolled this ball because he took too long to decide what he wanted to do. And then they were really watching this replay of Jota just running into the keeper about three, four times. And then you hear VAR review. And then... Um, to the disgruntle of Palace fans who are fuming, I understand, understandably so, I would be fuming too, um, because th that was never a penalty, um, but VAR keeps looking at it, looking at it, then for about for a good two minutes, then they call Kevin Friend to look at the monitor, and Jamie Carragher on commentary said, when they tell the, the, the referee to look at the monitor, it means... Um, they're probably going to U-turn this decision that wasn't given as a pen initially to then give the penalty. So then Kevin Friend's watching it and he's just watching the replay of Jota running into the keeper 
about three, four times, and then uh, he changes his mind. Liverpool get penalty. Upon my first review, I felt dirty. I cannot lie. I felt very dirty. And it's just, once again, poor officiating, poor VAR refereeing. Um, I don't know why. My theory is, my theory, it sounds far-fetched. We know Manchester City are runaway leaders with the title. My theory is shareholders got in the referee's ear and said, listen, we need to advertise a title race for viewers to skyrocket. If there's no title race, we're not going to get the revenue that we desire. So give this game, give this one a penalty, even though it's not really a penalty, because we need the narrative. And if anything, Liverpool winning 2-1 anyway, so no one's going to really just think of, our oh, Palace, we're going to get back into the game. So yeah, then they blow for penalty. James Milner was waiting to come on for a good, like, five minutes before this incident happened. And he might have been the one to take the penalty, but Fabinho steps up, takes the penalty because he scored against uh, Cardiff um, in the FA Cup last time. He takes the penalty, slots it bottom right corner, 3-1 Liverpool, um, and then we make two subs. Milner comes on for Hendo, and then Chamberlain, Chamberlain, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold comes on for Joe Gomez, who plays right back for the last two to four minutes. And then, yeah, Liverpool see the game out from there, and it's 3-1 to Liverpool. But very harsh, very, very harsh on the Palace fans. Palace fans were fuming. Hearing you're just a shit referee, shit referee, and yeah, they and they needed it was stewards around the referee for him to be escorted off. That was a shambolic the performance from that referee. Yes, I'm happy Liverpool won. We needed the three points obviously to close the gap on Manchester City, but once again VAR showing inconsistencies. This is why there was no V. Uh, this this is why there was no English refs at the Euros. There probably won't be no English refs at this year's World Cup. Because they're just oh they're never consistent. They're never consistent. Um But yeah, Liverpool win 3-1. The gap is reduced to nine points now. Um we still got a game in hand obviously over Leeds. Against Leeds. If you play and win that, that one at Anfield, it's six points. If you beat Et- if you beat Man City at the Etihad it's three points. Um so yeah. Is is the title race over over? Of course not. But um it's just that anything can happen moment. And yeah, if it wasn't for Alisson, we probably lose this game. We probably lose this game and Palace walk away victorious. But that's the fine margins in football between winning and losing. So um, I'm just happy that we came off the winning side. And this was a job well done without Salah, Mane, Keita, Elliot, Thiago. Even Origi probably would have got game time. Um we still produce the goods out there. So, Liverpool done what they had to do. Without the AFCON boys, we managed to beat Brentford. We managed to beat Palace. We now have a winter break for at least two weeks or whatever. And then uh, it's Cardiff at the FA Cup. Um, we know Fabinho and Alisson still got international duty with Brazil. So, they'll probably be involved in them fixtures there. Um, Firmino wasn't selected for the squad, so he'll have a rest which I'm very happy about. Um, and then, yeah, Thiago to come back for Cardiff. Elliot surely will start at uh, the FA Cup game. You'd presume Keita would be home um, for the Cardiff game in two weeks. I'm not sure about Salah Mane. Um, 
if one of them make it to the final, they're obviously going to miss um, the Leicester game at home, which is after the Cardiff game, I believe. But yeah, Alisson, man of the match. Um, Matip, not happy with that performance. Similar to Arsenal, where he's just being complacent with the ball. And hopefully that was just a blip. And the reason why he was making these mistakes is just due to match fatigue. Um, that's what I'm. Pre- that's what I'm presuming. Why he's had these mistakes? Because he's had to play four matches in two weeks, which is very automatic. Like, but now we've got this winter break, so now players can rest up, and then we go again. Uh, February six. Um, so yeah, Liverpool reducing the gap. Uh, Manchester City will now has to have to be on their toes. They didn't. They could have won 13 league games in a row, but Southampton stops them. Um, so yeah, title race far from over, far from over. But the, we still need. We still got uh, to win our game in hand, to then just just be breathing on Manchester City's neck. To just be breathing on Manchester City's neck. But yeah, with all these players returning for the second half of the season, oh, always going to be good. So things are positive for Liverpool. Obviously. We'd still lack a signing. We'd still like to get that um, that genie replacement in, or get the wing or a Coutinho replacement. There's been rumours to Fabio Carvalho, who plays for Fulham at the moment. Um, Fabricio, that journalist, has been talking up rumours that Liverpool are interested. Don't know that means Liverpool going to buy, but we never know with FSG. I don't even think about transfers anymore. I'm just like, it is what it is at this stage. Um, FSG just never spend money on us for whatever reason. But there's still everlasting problems. And the lack of transfer activity is very worrying. Because these players are all going to hit 33, 34 at the same time. You need to solve that problem. And the Salah contracts need to solve that problem as well. Um... But yeah, he'd be a lovely addition. Um, and yeah, Origi to come back as well, all that stuff. So things are looking up. But yeah, let's see how we progress and move forward in February and the rest of and for the rest of the league. So yeah, um, so this will probably be my last podcast for about two weeks. Unless there's the transfer news that's happened about uh, Fabio Carvalho, um, if it hasn't happened, then you probably won't hear from me till the Cardiff game where I give my review about that. And yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of LFC Reactions. Um, very happy to come away with the win against Brentford, against Arsenal, against Palace. Because um, we had a bad record against London teams, but we resolved that. We've resolved that now. And... Um, Let's use that to build momentum into the second half of the season. Up the Reds and everything's looking glorious. Alright, so thank you guys for listening to LSU Reactions and tune in in two weeks' time. Cheers.